This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with Vintage Homeschool Moms. Uh, This is podcast 121, and you can find the show notes on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Today, our sponsor is MediaAngels.com. Media Angels has books, classes, and lots of products. You'll want to visit MediaAngels.com as a sponsor of this podcast, which is coming to you for free, as well as all of the other sponsors on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And I want to thank you for joining me today and for subscribing to this podcast. By subscribing, you are really helping us out a lot. And it puts us in front of other people and brings a quality Christian broadcast uh, to others who may not find it. And also by rating us on um, iTunes, that helps as well. So again, I want to thank all of you in advance for any of your help um, in that way. So today I want to talk about um, loving your spouse when you don't feel like. And let's face it, marriage is difficult at best, and we long for the romance we see in books. And, you know, whether or not it's real life, um, that's usually, you know, not under consideration. You know, we have this persona of what we think marriage is going to be. And when it isn't, a lot of times we feel let down and disappointed, and um, it makes us really unhappy. Many times we don't feel like loving our spouse because we are frustrated or angry with them. And this can go unresolved. And if it does, it can cause major problems in your marriage. In fact, as I was doing this um, podcast and coming up with uh, the notes for today's broadcast and praying about it and, you know, really um, thinking about uh, what I wanted to say I really felt like this podcast um, was going to be gender neutral, that it was going to be, you know, available for both men and women. Um, A lot of times, of course, 90% of my listeners or more are women. um, But I know that what I have to say today could apply to either you um, or your um, husband. So just keep that in mind. It goes both ways. And usually if there's an issue and you don't feel like loving your spouse, um, very often they're not going to feel like loving you very much either. And so, again, this is something that shouldn't be unresolved. Um, You know, a lot of times you can be angry with your spouse and not feel like loving them, and it might just be a temporary thing. Sometimes people say, I still love you, but I don't like you very much right now. And if you are saying, I don't love you and I don't like you very much right now, you know, then you really need to look at the underlying issues. Um, So, you know, that's important as well. Every marriage goes through peaks and valleys, and anyone who says their marriage has not or does not is very possibly one of the following. A, they haven't been married very long. Um, B, there's not a whole lot of communication in the marriage. Or C, 
Um, it is going through peaks and valleys, and they just don't know it. As my husband likes to say, the men are always the last to learn what's going on. And that is sometimes so true. You know, there are so many books written about how men and women look at things differently and how they are so different. You know, but what makes a relationship spark and having a time when you're not getting along well um, is really a wake-up call. And, And obviously those differences are what makes the relationship spark. Many choose to ignore um, that their relationship just isn't going well, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to create this podcast, just because recently I've been praying with and counseling uh, so many people that are either um, you know, having difficulties in their marriage or um, are going through a hard time and are considering divorce, and some who are in the process of divorce. And so it always pains me, um, as, as my husband said one time, I take it harder uh, when a friend is going through a divorce than they're taking it. You know, of course, that's not true, but it's what it appears to be, you know, to my husband. And a lot of times it is because I look at it and see that a marriage can be repaired and the focus is not where it should be. We don't look at things uh, logically sometimes. You know, we look at them illogically and we expect things um, that will never happen and what I mean by that is a lot of times when I'm counseling someone and they um, you know are are sharing what the issue is um, they'll want something to happen and my question is has that ever happened in your relationship and they'll answer with no well how do you think that is ever going to happen um, you know overnight you, you can't make demands on a spouse and either way and expect it to happen overnight. It can be something that you can work toward. And so, you know, we have to look at these things and we have to deal with them. And I know, you know, I, I don't like confrontation. Uh, you may not know that about me, but I avoid it like the plague. Um, and, it, 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 you know, my family may not agree with that, but I don't like to be confrontational. I like everyone to get along. I like to be the diplomat and to figure out how we can make everything work. And so um, sometimes, though, I just don't want to deal with it. And that's what not being confrontational is, even in a good way. I'm not talking about yelling and screaming here. I'm talking about dealing with something that is wrong and, and, you know, dealing with it. And so many times people say, well, I don't want to deal with it. This is not you know, how I expected my life to be. Well, you have to deal with it. This is something um, that needs to be taken care of. And, you know, we're married for a reason. And that is, um, you know, that somehow you found each other and you got married. And maybe this is the valley in your marriage. And, you know, you feel like you've fallen out of love or you're, you're upset or frustrated or angry. And you don't feel like loving your spouse right this second. But um, one of the things our pastor shares with us, and he often weaves it into his, um, you know, sermons, and that is that a husband and a wife can be each other's sandpaper. And what he means by that is that through our marriage, through our daily, um, you know, issues and and uh, life as it is, you know, we continuously rub each other. And like he says, sometimes you rub each other wrong. But we are to become, you know, purified here on earth. And I, you know, I, I, at first when I heard that, you know, he would, 
tease and say, you know, yes, men, you know, your wife is your sandpaper. And I would say, well, what about, you know, vice versa? And so he, he would do another sermon and he would say, yes, wives, your husband is your sandpaper, you know, to purify you. And the more I thought about it, the more I could see the truth, you know, and, and the Bible talks about being refined um, as in fire, and that's how gold is. Gold is refined in that way. And so, you know, sometimes we go through this purification process and we have to deal with, you know, life's hurts and, you know, getting our feelings hurt and things not working out well. And, you know, once uh, a young man um, shared these very wise words with me that I still remember to this day. And, um, you know, and it was that a husband or a wife can't make you happy, but only God can. And that very wise young man um, happened to be my husband. Uh, We were uh, very young, and I don't even remember exactly what the situation is, but I was not very happy um, with the situation. And he basically said to me, you know, I can't make you the happiness that you want or that you're looking for or that you are tying to me, is just not going to happen. I do not have that capability, but only God does. And I remember sharing that with a friend, and she thought that, wow, she said, you know, I can't believe you think that's a good thing. I think that's horrible. I think your husband just wasn't, you know, willing to put in the effort. And what it is, is that when we pin, you know, I I disagreed, because when we pin all of our hopes and all of our aspirations to one person, that person is going to let us down. And when our love is tested, we tend to get hurt. And when we hurt each other, it's difficult to forgive. If I handed you a piece of paper and a pen right now, and I asked you to list your spouse's faults, could you? I'm sure you could, and you could probably do it on both sides, and you would maybe even ask for a third sheet of paper. You know, we allow those hurts to grow and fester, and then we wonder, how can I love this person I'm married to? How can you love your spouse, especially when you've been hurt? You know, it often takes time, it takes healing, and it takes God's grace. In 1 Peter 3.1, it says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. You know, and this is the situation of being unequally yoked. You know, many times against the better wishes of our parents, we might marry someone, you know, who isn't a Christian equal. And then we wonder why they're not, you know, dealing with or handling life with Christian principles. You know, and so um, it, I see that in marriages all the time. And I see that the wife is expecting the husband to act a certain way that he would if he were a Christian. You know, and that's not necessarily, and and I'm not just talking about, you know, professing their faith. I'm talking about, you know, walking the walk and not just talking the talk. I'm talking about someone, you know, who is abiding in the Lord and doing as the Lord would want them to, to be. And so many times, women, we can pray and husbands, you can pray for your wives And you can serve them best by just being that example and continuing to pray for them. You know, loving your husband or your wife takes not comparing this person to something else, you know. And and it it just bears saying that 
so many times we think that we have to do X, Y, and Z for it to all work out for us. And that's not necessarily true. It takes, you know, uh, understanding some things. Like, number one, we're all human. You know, newsflash. Um, you know, we're going to be fallible human beings and we're going to mess up. You know, number two, we're not married to the hallmark version of what a real man or a real woman looks like. You know, we keep watching these these shows and then we wonder why we're dissatisfied, you know, in our marriage or, you know, not happy with your spouse. Uh, number three, if you think there's someone better out there for you, think again. You know, I watched marriages crumble within, um, you know, my own um, relatives and uh, watch them again marry someone very much like their first spouse. And I later learned that statistically that's what tends to happen. You know, so um, a, a lot of times, you know, people think that, you know, it, it will all work out and it might. But that's not really, you know, a solution. And I think that's part of the reason that Christian marriages divorce at the same rate as secular marriages, people who don't have a professed faith. And I think a lot of the reason why is because they can get divorced. You know, if you really have to work on it and you make that commitment, which is number four, you made a commitment to marriage and a promise to each other, so make it work. If you knew that your marriage was not dissolvable, then you would make it work. You know, and, and that's the thing that that I, I want to pray for for marriages and troubled marriages. And number five, there is no such thing as too late. I want to recount a short story here about a friend of mine. And um, whenever I hear of troubled marriages and they'll just say, you know, you, do, you just don't understand you know, it's really, really bad. And then they'll go on to tell me, you know, some things that are not great things, but they are things that could be resolved, you know. And when I say a bad thing, you know, a, a physical abuse is horrible. You know, verbal abuse is horrible. Um, but again, that that can be worked on. It's different to me. You know, the two are, are both horrendous, but um, you know, physical abuse is is the worst of the, of the two, and infidelity, and and that's horrible as well. But I'm not talking about um, you know things like that. But in this case, just let me share the story. So um, this friend of mine was married and was expecting, I believe, her seventh child, and um, had just come back from a wonderful little vacation with her husband, who had you know, given her some jewelry for their anniversary. And, um, you know, then she found out quite by accident that he was having an affair with someone. So she went to their place of business uh, that they owned and the secretary wouldn't tell her where the husband was. And apparently he was gone on um, what she thought was a business trip and it turned out not to be. And so she basically had a meltdown, and the secretary didn't know what to do, so she contacted the husband, who then had her um, ad admitted to a, um, a facility to restrain her, like, you know, a psychological lockup place. And thank God that her sister was a psychologist, because I probably would have had a meltdown in that same situation. And her sister was able to get her out. Now, why am I telling you this story? Um, because uh, they went on to reconcile and repair their marriage, and they had adopted another little boy. 
um, in in the in during this time or right before it, and um, she went on to have the baby and then had another uh, pregnancy where her last two were twins, bringing their total to ten children. And so, you know, it's God can repair, He can restore, He can, you know, create this amazing, you know, praise report. Um, and at the point where they were having marital, marital difficulties, neither one of them um, was really, uh, you know, maybe they were attending church, but they weren't, they really hadn't given their hearts and their families over to the Lord. And they went on to help so many families. In fact, I hope to have this friend on the show sometime because her story is such a witness. And, you know, we, we keep thinking that, you know, there, there is, it's too late, but it's not. With God, nothing is too late. And especially, you know, I know a lot of this could be one-sided, but hopefully those of you listening to this podcast, you know, um, are just wanting some ad- advice on, you know, making your marriage better. And that's what I hope uh, to be able to share with you. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come right back, um, we're going to get into some of the details on uh, the keys to loving your spouse in a happy marriage after this break. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a Bible study for the entire family? Well, I created one after searching for months for a study that would encourage my family to have group discussions, teach life truth, as well as point to God as creator. So since I couldn't find one, I created one, Homeschooling with Proverbs. I didn't want to zoom through the book of Proverbs in one month, as some suggest. Instead, I wanted to savor and meditate on the words and have the entire family on the same page. If you want a Bible study written for the entire family with specific audios and activities from pre-K to adult, look no further. This set can be used studying one lesson per month or completed in nine months or sooner. The option is yours. In this set, you will find audios, printables, and when completed, you and your children will have a beautiful keepsake notebook. Visit homeschoolingwithproverbs.com for more information and begin studying the book of Proverbs. Allow God's word to speak to you. Hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is podcast 121 and you will find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And the topic today is how do you love your spouse when you don't feel like it? Well, I wanted to read you another scripture verse, and um, this is Colossians three eighteen through 19. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. You know, God wants our marriages to be restored and to be wonderful and to um, be reclaimed for Him. And the keys to a good marriage are really amazingly simple. And I share this, and I didn't share this at the beginning. You know, I've been married for 35 years, and my husband and I have had um, so many things happen in our marriage that could possibly have caused divorce if we weren't uh, so strong in the Lord. And I'm not even saying, you know, so much in love with each other, because I have to say 
that, you know, our marriage took a hit with all of the things that have happened to us. And a lot of it, uh, dealing with extended family, dealing with our children, and, you know, we, we really parent differently, and we are very different people. Um, if I had to uh, go through a compatibility test with my husband, uh, we would be at, at opposite ends of the spectrum, um, except in the ma- in the ways that matter most, and that is in you know putting God first above all else. And so that's my number one here on keys to loving your spouse and having a happy marriage is to grow together spiritually. Any marriage that is growing together, where you are praying, where you are seeking the Lord, where you are studying the Bible together, where you are focusing on growing. Uh, My husband always says, if you're not growing in the Lord, you're not just stagnating, you're actually moving backwards. And that is so true. You know, notice I didn't say your number one key to loving your spouse in a happy marriage is a walk in the park or a romantic dinner or a quiet getaway. All those things are very nice, but they're not the keys to growing in love and growing old together. You know, it makes me think of the movie Up. And if you haven't seen that, that is one of my all-time favorite movies. And it's it's a story of a love story at the very beginning of, you know, two people that were so opposite and and how their love grew through the years. And that's the thing, you know, we are not always thankful. So number two is be thankful for each other as a gift from God. Every day you thank the Lord for the spouse that you have and you let each other know. You let each other know that you know that they are a gift from God and you thank the Lord for giving you and bringing you together, giving you each other. The third is the key is uh, to fixing any problem in your marriage is to fix yourself first. We always want to look at the other person and say, well, if they would just do this, this, and this, my life would be a lot better. You know, that's where that scripture came in um, that I read a little bit earlier, and that is 1 Peter 3.1. You know, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word, meaning that they're not Christian or they're not doing the right thing, they may be won over without a word, but by the conduct of their wives. And, you know, these are the stories of the the wives of the husbands that are unfaithful, where they, you know, would continue to pray for this spouse. You know, and I have a friend in that situation right now, and she continues to pray for her husband. And that's grace. That is the grace of God for her to be able to, you know, persevere and, and to continue on. And she does this. You know, not for her own sake, but for the sake of her family and her children. And I've had other situations, too, where wives have stayed with husbands, you know, um, for whatever reasons and not divorcing, even when the situation was very dire. And so, you know, again, if you are being physically abused, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you cannot get help. You definitely need to get help. So, again, um this is, um, you know, for marriages that are floundering and, and really, um, and really can be uh, repaired. And not that that can't be repaired, but that's going to take a lot of, um, of outside intervention. 
And number four, seek forgiveness. If you have offended your spouse, apologize and ask forgiveness. And, you know, sometimes people don't even know why their spouse is angry. You know, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of times I've been upset or frustrated with my husband and he has no clue uh, what's going on or why. So let them know, um, you know, have have time to talk where you can explain things. And again, um, you know, be forgiving. You know, loving your spouse is a gift from God, and God wants your marriage to succeed. The enemy uh, keeps throwing things out there. He does not like marriage. He wants marriages to break apart. And the key is understanding that while your marriage could be under attack, and while you may be upset with your spouse or feel like you can't love them, you know, we are asked to forgive because... You know, the Lord has forgiven us. Just think about the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that is a prayer that God will answer. You know, loving our spouse is a gift from God and it can be reclaimed. You know, and God wants you to have a wonderful marriage and he wants you to to know that he knows everything about what you're going through. He really does. And I know this because I have, you know, worked and prayed and counseled with people and miracles do happen. They do happen. And you just need to to continue to be faithful, to pray, to persevere, to continuously, you know, tell your spouse that you are praying for them And, you know, the love will come. The Lord can restore hearts. He can restore marriages. And that is what I'm going to pray for each one of you today. So I pray that you, you know, go forward and you love your spouse. And I really um, love all of you. And I thank you for tuning in today. Thank you and God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.